Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. All right, welcome in Busted Open Nation here to a Saturday edition of the podcast edition of Busted Open Radio. I'm your weekend host, Ryan McKinnell. That is the world's strongest man, Mark Henry. we got a stacked show for our listeners out there today. Mark, we're going to start off with a little uh, recap of SmackDown last night and take a, a little bit of an introspection on the women's division in WWE and what we saw last night. And then we're also going to take a look, Mark, at uh, look ahead to Extreme Rules. I know it's a week away, but we got an eye-for-an-eye match to talk about and uh, plenty more. My question to you, uh, Mark, is how is an eye-for-eye match going to work? You know what? Uh, I think somebody's going to end up with a patch. They're going to look like they're going to a patch on their eye, like Thor, or like Odin. You know, so let's let's see what happens. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna negate uh, either one of these guys walking around with a patch on their eye for a long time. Uh, we continue with the, the conversation on SmackDown, but we pivot very quickly to a tweet by Pro Wrestling Illustrated that dropped on Friday that had everybody talking, and it centered around the state of the tag team division in AEW and how it compares to tag teams of the past. And, Mark, that directly ties into Weekly Winner. We have so much great pro wrestling to get to, and, yeah, a lot of it centers around the tag teams. Without giving it all up right now and the tease, you have got to go and listen to this because there was so much meat on that bone that just sitting here and describing what it is is not going to do it justice. We, I just realized uh, we just made it through a full show and we didn't talk about food until you said meat on the bone, so now i got to go get breakfast. Thanks for that. You're welcome. Now that's I'm going to be fatter next thing. Now I'm going to be fatter next time you see me next Saturday. All right, Busted Open Nation, all you got to do, sit back, relax, click that play button. Let's get it going here on a Saturday Busted Open. I'm Ryan. That's Mark. Let's go. We didn't have a ton of matches last night on SmackDown, but we did have some. Uh, we got uh, we got more Bailey and more Sasha. We got a little, uh, you know, we got uh, some shine for the ladies with the karaoke challenge. What did you think about the, uh, the shine the ladies got last night, Mark? What did you think about uh, uh, the women out there? You know, I I think it's great, man. That the the way that the the best wrestling to me right now is the women. Uh, you could you could throw some Randy Orton in there. You could throw some AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan, mm-hmm. and you know, Karrion Cross, and some different things that are what we traditionally want to see. But all in all, when it comes to like wrestling, like true the purest part of it. Um, Sasha and Bailey and whoever they're in the ring with has been excellent the last month. Yeah. And you Nikki know what? Cross has turned the corner. Mm-hmm. When she's out there, you can't take your eyes off her. She's running around. She's full of energy. She's, she's a lightning bolt that you just have to keep your eyes on. I think that last night, you know, adding 
the karaoke challenge and um, showing personality and whether or not the people were singing were good or not, you one, you got to see them, and two, it broke down into a fight. So uh, all masters got served that time. Well, let me ask you this, because as we talk about Bailey and Sasha Banks, and you are right, the last month, or maybe even a little bit more with them, has been uh, incredible. Bailey, um, listen, man, we did this show, well, hell, uh, the second SmackDown that was ever on Fox was here in Vegas, and that's when Bailey took the uh, old axe to the wacky inflatable tube arm guy and really solidified herself as in this heel run. Um, it took a, a little bit, Mark, for Bailey to really get this going and really get me to believe that it's going to work. Um, I think Charlotte coming over was a big pivot for that, a big turning point to really get the gears going. Um, and then obviously more, you know, doing more stuff with Bailey. But I guess the issue I'm running into right now as we look at Nikki Cross, and listen, Mark, I know you said that you, you like Nikki's chances at Extreme Rules. Um, I, I'm not saying she can't win, but I just I just feel like, Mark, that we're just waiting for the inevitable. And that inevitable is Bailey and Sasha. You know, maybe Sasha goes out and gets the other title. Maybe it's a title versus title match. I don't know how it's going to play out, but we know that's where we're going. Um, I guess I'm just kind of waiting for that. So if you're the WWE, do you stretch it out even longer? Because it's, I mean, but it's been obvious forever. I mean, this is, we know that's where it's going. It's Bailey and Sasha. So how do you handle this? Man, just enjoy it. I mean, okay. I think the anticipation, I'm a, I told you, I like suspense thrillers. That's the like way a, like I look a, like, at like it right a now. Like a Jack in the Box? No. 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 Okay. No, thank you. Uh, you don't like those I'm either? talking about. Speed. I mean, that's that's a horrible example, but um, I like the movies. You know, like the um, you take the medicine. Uh, what's his name? Um, Snake Plissken. You talking Escape from New York? Yeah, Escape from I like LA, that where kind he takes stuff. I was saying he gets about, the, uh, the venom, and he's got time, and to, or he's got to get the 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 antidote. Yeah, you gotta go get it, you know. Like, yeah, that's that's exactly. I was thinking Jason Statham. He he had one of those movies oh. like that. It was like Charge or uh, yep. he had the Crank. That, crank is what it's like, called. I, yeah. Yep. Yep. That was. And it. Um, I just remember know, I like, the uh, scene with Amy Smart on the racetrack. Sorry, Mark. Yeah, I, I just love yeah. stuff like that, and I think that that's what we're getting um, with what's going on right now. It's like. We see Bailey and Sasha is coming, but every time that we feel like it, it's starting to happen, they hug and they, right. they they do something that makes you go, oh, shit, damn it. I wanted to see them fight, and they snatching it. They they got us on the string, man. We're puppets, damn it. Well, We're puppets. We're stupid puppets. I don't puppets. hate it. No, see, I don't hate it because, listen, we saw this with Cody and MJF, Right. <sighs> It was, it was like, we, we it clearly MGF is going to be turning on Cody. We know this is going to happen at some point. We, it was just, it's just the natural way this thing needs to go. So as I say that about Sasha and Bailey, I say drag it out, man. I say make it a year. Yeah. I just keep, keep, keep messing with people. Yeah, man. I, I, I want them. I, I want it. I don't want it right now. No. I think that you could drag this out all the way to WrestleMania. Oh, I don't think there's any question. And <laughs> you know what? They might just do it. 
They might just do it. Maybe, just maybe they both get. Out. Maybe they get both titles. And they just run roughshod. They stay tag, Raw, and SmackDown champions, and they just keep this momentum that they're going because they do have momentum. Like Bailey is is really becoming, I don't want to say a top heel, but a really solid heel. And Mark, you and yeah. I both know this. That's not something we thought was going to happen. So I need nope, to be fair about we that. Thought, we thought that it was that it was rotten. That it needed yes. to make a change. That yep. maybe she should go back to being a babyface and all of this stuff. And yep. here we are. I think that, and and you know, I'm 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 gonna dip into the Dave the uh, uh, Dave Lagreca bag. Uh, Charlotte lit the fire. Yep. Charlotte came in and lit a fire between them and um, pushed Bailey into a corner to make her look at it from a different perspective, and I think that. That is what we're getting a different Bailey because her whole perspective on this change when mm. Charlotte was like, you're comfortable with being her sidekick. You're a champion for Christ's sake. I'm begging you to step up and act like you got a heart at least. And now you see Becky, uh, Becky, you, you see Bailey look at Charlotte and then look at Sasha and Sasha's like looking down at the ground, like, yeah, maybe you're right. And then she'd go, "Don't, don't listen to her." And and you can see the fire get lit, and it's it's been nonstop. She's been great ever since. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. Extreme Rules coming up in eight days, not this Sunday, but uh, next Sunday. And the story of the week, at least early in the week, and I don't think you got to touch on this, this uh, eye for an eye match, this eye for an eye match that is happening with Seth Rollins and uh, Rey Mysterio. What do you think, pal? Because uh, I got to be honest, when I first saw that, I just, my initial reaction was, are you shitting me? Like, we know what this is. I, I don't fully understand the logic here, Mark. I, I, I need you to bring some some sense to this because we know no one's losing an eye. We know that's not happening. Why? Why are we selling this as an eye for an eye match? Can you can you pull the curtain we don't back know and invite that. me? We okay. don't know that. Um, Ray might take an ice pick and just go right in the center of it. We don't know what's going to happen. So. I can see him right now looking like Thor walking around with an eye patch on for the rest of his career for the rest of his career. Okay. 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 Maybe not the rest of his career, but for enough time to pass that we go, Oh wow. He's, he's well now. Or we give him a glass eye. It took a year. Or or we give him a glass eye and we, we tell him everyone it's, we, that it's a glass eye, but it's actually his real eye. Just put a contact. Yeah. He can do like, he can do like, uh, Golden child and put like a a happy face in there. Underrated Eddie Murphy movie. Go out there and watch Golden Child, everybody. That's a tip of the cap for you. We got we're gonna do a little uh, watch section here at the end of hour two, where you give us our favorite watches of the week. But uh, yeah, okay. So we got child. so far. We got Crank. We got Annabelle, <laughs> yep. and, and we got Golden, Golden Child. child. <laughs> okay. Hey, 
I'm with it. That's a hell of a, uh, it's a hell of a three course meal. If a we're smorgasbord. Yeah. Yeah, it's something. It's something. So, like, looking at the rest of this card, obviously we don't know how some of these things are going to play out. We don't know how the eye for an eye match is going to play out, but rumor is CGI might be being used. And listen, I know that I'm kind of laughing at the premise of what an eye for an eye match means, and we know that like, it actually can't happen. But I said at the beginning of this pandemic. Why are you so negative? I'm not negative. I'm like yes, the most positive are. I am not You're not all. being positive. You, Think about you it. What you just said. Mark, you, you just weren't say? even going to let me get to what I was going to say. That what in the pandemic was going to start. <laughs> I'm going by what you already said. Fuck what you was talking about. <laughs> I'm talking about what you already said. You just well, said, I don't, I don't know what we're going to get. But they're talking about using CGI. Who cares? At least we got wrestling. And that's I'm what so I was happy. Gonna... That's like having a, a fat kid. And they say, well, we don't have ice cream, but we got snow cones. Well, shit, give me a snow cone. <laughs> you know give what? The that damn honestly, snow cone. And that honestly might be the best uh, analogy that I've heard in this pandemic. Um, and you know what? You can just, you can apply that, you know, uh, and add the pandemic on top of it in a pandemic <laughs> if you wanted dessert. And someone said, well, we don't have ice cream, but we got Twinkies. Well, shit, I guess you're still going to be excited. What I was going to say, Mark, <laughs> was that when this whole pandemic started, I said, let's get weird, right? Didn't I? Let's, let's get, get weird. weird. The yep. weirder, the better. So, you know what? Yep. You're right. I, I probably shouldn't come here and be all cynical and be like, well, you know, no one's ever actually going to lose an eye. So what the fuck? I, listen, I get why you would say that. And you know what? I did say, let's get weird. So let's get fully weird. Let's use all the CGI. Let's go Jurassic Park 1993. Hell let's yeah. bring in fucking dinosaurs. I don't care. Let's get as weird as we could possibly get. Dra Jurassic Park. Add that to the list, guns. Sure. Let's watch that as well. We're watching so, that again, too. All right. So we, we're talking about things we don't know how they're going to look. Um, we got the first match between Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt last night. Obviously, the next match is going to be the Swamp match. I'm really intrigued by that because, by and large, Mark, the pre-taped cinematic stuff that the WWE has done, I have thoroughly enjoyed. I got to be honest. I think I'm probably going to enjoy this cinematic match more than I enjoyed their first match. So uh, I, I know we that, are. Yeah. How do you think I it's going to end up looking? You know what, man? You said it best. Let's see the moat of alligators or <laughs> crocodiles or whatever it is that's out there in the damn swamps. Let's a moat around a ring. And think about all of the attempts at throwing somebody into. <laughs> I would be losing my shit. If you if you had Bray Wyatt on the edge and and kind of like that structure that they had with Matt Riddle and Timothy Thatcher and and you, you he's trying to push him off into the alligators <laughs> I'm just I know I'm saying I know I'm being crazy but I would be so entertained I mean fuck we had a Punjabi prison match and there were <laughs> sharp bamboo poles all around a la Mortal Kombat. So come on now. I mean, let's get sharp, sharp spikes, alligators, same, same, both dangerous. You could die. I just want a Skinner. I just want a Skinner cameo. I know he's been retired for uh, quite some time, but let's, uh, I think he's in Florida. Let's holler at Skinner. Let's get him go. In. Have him Let's come go. out of the swamp with some like you know some Rambo moss coming off his shit. Let's go! I'm, I am one hundred percent. Oh man, uh, I'm on board for that. that. Let me, hey, let me ask you. Uh, 
Do you think the, the WWE runs a risk of doing too many cinematic matches, right? Because um, nope. they are special. They have you just you just, okay? Nope. All right. Nope. Nope. Is bring me the all Draymond the cinematic Green. matches, says Mark Henry. I'm turning straight to Draymond Green. Draymond Green. Nope. Yup. Nope. Yup. Nope. <laughs> I'm straight up. The more the better. I think that every wrestling pay-per-view should have at least one now for the rest of eternity. I don't care if it's long or <laughs> Holy short. Holy shit, you just you just you just upped the ante on that one. Man, I want to see him. I mean, especially yeah. after watching AJ Styles and Taker and watching uh Bray Wyatt and John Cena, like there's a way that you can do it. And when are we going to get the one with the women? That's what I'm waiting on. I, I mean, Damn, maybe I didn't think about that. Maybe yeah. maybe WrestleMania, we get Charlotte. I mean, we get Bailey and Sasha in a cinematic match. Yeah, you know, we you don't see them actually in the arena, or then maybe you see them live. It goes from that to a live shot of them fighting into the arena. And then you get a finish. How about that? A good, I was to say, we there's haven't a good got topic. that yet. I was to say, that's a good topic uh, for down the road, Mark. Who should be the first cinematic match uh, for the ladies? I think there's a lot of interesting possibilities uh, out there. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live weekdays from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the Sirius XM app. The landscape of pro wrestling is evolving, which means more options for fans. So many activities! Mark Henry and Ryan McKinnell are here to answer the difficult questions. What was the best show this week? You ain't first, you're last. The week's over, so get over. This is the Busted Open Weekly Winner. Yeah, you hear the music. You know what time it is. Hour two on a Saturday. It's weekly winter time here on Busted Open. Welcome in. I'm Ryan McKinnell. That is, of course, the world's strongest man, Mark Henry. And Mark, well, I know who's not winning weekly winner this week. It ain't going to be SmackDown. Yeah. No, no, no disrespect, but no I know disrespect. you guys were pivoting. You guys were doing your thing. But uh, listen, man, this is a two horse race Wednesday night. And, 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 you know, sometimes we can throw raw on there and raw had a good show. We were actually just talking during, during break. Yeah. We were doing the show during break where we we're talking about how great Randy Orton was and the, the teaming up with Andrade and grabbing Garza. Mark, you made a point about that and how yeah. that really seems to be working on raw. Raw was a good show, right? Like raw was raw a good was show. Good. But, raw was but good. Mark, I was very entertained. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it feels like the meat of the pro wrestling week. And, and I don't know how we're going to go back and forth on this. Uh, I'm going to let you start and choose your winner for weekly week uh, winner. I know you like to do a recap, so uh, do your thing. But I, I, how, I watch knew how we, fast I, this is going to be. I was going to say, I knew when we came into this, this was going to be a battle between Wednesday night. But uh, who, who you got, man? Who's your weekly winner? Well, you know, like we just said, um, yes, yes. Friday night is eliminated by proxy. Everybody agrees that we shouldn't even um, really put it into the fray because of the four matches and right. uh, the the matches that were, they were brought on by other circumstances, you know, the karaoke and so forth. Right. Um, they all came out of shows, you know, watching Miz TV and, 
the match that was brought up. You know what? It was it was a show. We had a Friday show. And I'm sure that uh, Fox will not be happy with the result, but uh, nonetheless, we're blessed. We had a show. It's a show. Uh, Monday, really good show. Um, so much talent. Uh, I really enjoyed watching uh, Heath Slater make that appearance. He got a big pop from me. Oh, God, it's Heath. And the, the watching Drew and him interact, uh, you could tell that they really love each other, that, that yeah. they, were, they were like brothers, and you could feel it. And using Dolph as a, uh, an antagonist in that whole situation was good. It all worked. Everything worked. But the star of, of, of Monday, I still think, um, was Randy Orton leaning in to Angel Garza and saying, I respect you and when you're in your lineage and but I'll bury you. And I was like, holy, <laughs> that's some woo, that's some Hall of Pain type shit right there. And um the whole interaction, and we can get back into that conversation later about Ric Flair being involved in and Zelina and you know, big show. Well, it, like the, it just the, it just works, Mark. Like the optics when you look at that developing stable, it's easy to see how. Uh, if you would have told me on paper two months ago, you're gonna have a stable of Ric Flair, Randy Orton, Zelina Vega, Andrade, and, and Angel Garza, I would have been like, "Were you high?" Like none of that makes sense. But then you yeah. put them in front of me on my screen. You have Boom. a couple of interactions. Holy shit, this works, and I, I mean, yeah. it works well. So yeah, good stuff. So so with that being said. As good as everything was, you have to go to Wednesday night. No question. And you had Fighter Fest and Great American Bash, mm-hmm. both shows, not only the best shows of the week, but you could put both of those shows in the running for the top five shows of the year. Yep. And the opening match. At NXT, <sighs> I man, it could have been the main event, and I think that that's actually what the thought process in that show. You couldn't put it. Yes, you could. You could put it at the end. Keith Lee and Adam Cole could have been first, or they could have been last. Either way, um. They had two main events on that show, two matches that were really good matches. And in the middle, there was some uh, some good action, but you can tell that they designed that show to where nothing took away from the two matches at the beginning and at yeah. the end of the show. That's That's what I got out of it. And then you go to AEW. Okay. AEW did everything that you can do in pro wrestling. Every flying flip, every plancha, every exciting spot, dangerous, death-defying, hanging from a tight rope, dumb, dynamite about the blow. The, <laughs> I mean, it was you... <laughs> But that's everybody having a free-for-all. You go, go out there and steal it. If you can steal it, go steal it. And 
seeing the philosophies, the difference in the philosophies, I would still have to give the show to NXT because of the classic nature of the wrestling, the stories that were built in those, the first and second, the first and the main event. Um, but a, I can see why the fans chose AEW because they got everything they wanted. That's like yeah. going on Christmas morning and then your dad saying, uh, what do you want for Christmas? You know what? I just want a bike and a, and a PlayStation. You got the bike and you got the PlayStation on NXT. But on AEW, you got the bike, you got a PlayStation, you got a new pair of shoes, you got a javelin, you got a basketball, you got a baseball and the glove that came with it. You got a, a poster <laughs> of your favorite rock and roll band. You got right. a, a a CD from your favorite rap group. Got a like, DVD copy of Children of the Corn. Easy now. Easy. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean Damn to swerve you there. That's so <laughs> fucked up. That I just can't explain to y'all. I want to choke the shit. Damn it. Don't do that. Sorry. <laughs> but AEW gave you everything. Yeah. And how can you not say, okay, I got more than I asked for and not and, and, and give it to NXT. So I have to give it to AEW because they gave you everything you wanted and more. Yeah. The arena, the WWE cannot compete with the outdoor arena and them are actually allowing little pockets of people to go sit out there and you have girls laying out and you have the, the, the talent around the ring and it's just a more visual experience. But classically Keith Lee beating Adam Cole after he's been champion over a year and the way that it was done and how intricate everything was, uh, what a great day for wrestling, man. Well, I, what I a tell great you, that's day a, on both shows. Oh, no question. And, and you so, gave your winner you to know, AEW? My weekly winner goes to yeah. AEW. All right. Well, I honestly thought you were going to take NXT because of that classic main event between Adam Cole and Keith Lee. And it was a classic. And you talk about the, the, the rain that Cole had and it's not okay. That was for me, this, when I sat back and I'm, I'm really trying to do justice to weekly winner, right? It is a main event extravaganza on both shows. I thought Jericho mm -hmm. and orange Cassidy, um, that match was so damn well done. And I, I mean, I had moderate expectations for it, but that might've been Jericho's best match since Japan. I mean, that was a really well executed story that held my attention throughout the entirety. And unlike Keith Lee and Cole, it didn't have like a year build or like an eight month build. I think, you know, once Keith Lee, we found out that he was staying at NXT and he wasn't getting called up after the, you know, the, the moments with Roman and the moment with Lesnar at, at Royal Rumble, or I think it was Royal Rumble. Um, yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. So it, once we thought or knew that he was staying at NXT, it, it kind of became a foregone conclusion that the showdown with Cole was going to be eventually happening, right? Uh, so that was a natural build that we saw coming, and we got the payoff on Wednesday night. Cassidy and Jericho, you know what, Mark? I don't even know if that was a match two weeks ago because of Moxley 
and Cage getting postponed due to the concerns uh, around Moxley's health, right? Yeah, so, but that's the same thing with Kofi Kingston and Daniel yeah, Bryan leading to WrestleMania. Great Sometimes point. shit happens. Yeah. And it happens for the best. Be ready. Be mm-hmm. prepared for your opportunity. And Cassidy was prepared. Yep, and it was a it was a really enjoyable match. And, uh, going back to NXT, I thought they had everything. You know, and you said they really did. I mean, they had the comedy angle um, uh, uh, with Robbie, which I thought was really enjoyable. The the two on one match, you had tag matches. Um, there was just a lot of good stuff. Uh, to get to, I liked, as you brought up, the, the Mia Yim and Candice LeRae fight. Uh, it was a good, solid show all around. And if I'm being honest, the main event was better. Like, Keith Lee and Adam Cole was one of my favorite matches of the year. But, Mark, I go back to AEW. I have to give my weekly winner to AEW because I just think from top to bottom, it was just, a, and, and this is, I, I can't stress this enough, a slightly better show for my particular takes taste. If you're going to go out and say that NXT had the weekly winner, there is no way I'm going to argue with you, right? I don't think there is a wrong answer here, Mark. You said it yourself. We all won on Wednesday night, right? Like it was we just a good won. night to be a pro wrestling fan, but I want to get your thoughts. So we both have AEW as the weekly winner. All right, let's take a dive into that because the, one of the main takeaways for me from AEW outside of the main event, um, as we said, it kind of felt like a battle of main events this week in, in weekly winner. Um, Taz coming out with Brian cage and unveiling the FTW, the fuck the world championship from ECW. I was really surprised at the split that I got from this ECW purists. I'm not talking about bully Ray or or dreamer guys who actually are the reason that ECW I'm talking about fans, right? People that we grew up watching ECW. Uh, I was talking with a lot of them and I, I think half of them absolutely loved it. They love Taz bringing it out and putting it on cage. And then, you know, the, the other half were very much, um, well, you know, that's a hell of a mark to put on Brian cage. And I hope that, you know, he lives up to the, the reputation that that belt holds, obviously what Sabu and Taz uh, put their bodies through to, to establish that belt. Right. So I'm just kind of curious as you look at what's happening right now with AEW and we, we saw Nyla Rose uh, tease a, um, a manager coming up this week on the next episode of AEW. I think Vicky Guerrero could be a possibility. Excuse me. <laughs> what was that? that? She did that. that. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Which which she kind of feels it. like it. Exactly. Thank you. Now, see that. See, you got to reset my memory there. You're absolutely right. So, yes, potentially Vicky Guerrero showing up next Wednesday. But you look at it. You got uh, obviously Arn and Tully. You got Jake. You know, with with Lance Archer, uh, maybe a return with Vicky, and now you have Taz with the FTW belt. Is AEW running a risk of being too nostalgic in your eyes? No, I think okay. that they they all have different roles, and um, you know, like you go back to the '80s, fuck, almost everybody had a manager. True, they they were bringing in people like you know Wendy Richter and. <laughs> Cindy Lauper, I mean, everybody had a manager. <laughs> Shit, Fuji Captain was managing. Captain Lewis was Captain Lou around. And Fuji was going around with two or three different wrestlers every show. And of course, Bobby, so Bobby the Brain. Yeah, I don't think that that you can overdo it. I think that you just have to make people have roles and have them stick to those roles. 
And I agree. And it feels like as we bring up all those names, it does feel like they all have unique personalities and uh, that they will have their own individualistic role. Right. Um, yeah. I got to say, man, I mean, just seeing that belt, uh, it, it shocked me. Um, I do think it does put a, a really high bar and a level of expectation on Brian Cage, though. Yeah. I, I think Brian Cage is an unbelievable talent. I don't think that wrestling is going to be the deal. I think it's going to be him staying healthy. Is going to be the deal. He's a big, muscly guy that does a mm. bunch of crazy, wild stuff. <laughs> and he's going to have to monitor himself. He's going to have to put some restrictions on uh, the things that he does so he can keep being there, yeah. that he can, you know, last. Um, my thing is, I want to see Brian Cage go, Taz, you said enough. Give me the belt, and let's go. Be the brass. Have the balls in the group. Don't allow Taz to become more of a visual, uh, to be expected to be the visual heavy than you are. When, When I walk on the screen, I want all eyes on me, not my manager. And... Cage is going to have to do that. That's no one else can do that for him. If you don't know Sirius XM, then listen up. Commercial free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy Sirius XM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of Sirius XM outside the car for just $1. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com busted. Offer available to new Sirius XM streaming subscribers. Sirius XM, no car required. You're a WWE guy. The WWE has a a certain way of working, and I'm I'm not somebody I'm not critical of that. I understand why the WWE works the way they work. And then when I see shit like that Canadian Destroyer, I gotta be honest. I, I love big spots. I love dangerous stuff. That is one of those spots, and I love the way they set it up. I didn't know it was coming. They kept the can- camera angle out. It felt completely organic. And that's, Mark, that's kind of one of those things with those eight men's that always gets me is I rarely enjoy them because you can always see the setup coming. It's so hard to film that and keep it engaging and, and, and interesting. They were able to do that last night. What do you think about spot or on Wednesday? What do you think about spots like that when, when you have a, a over-the-top rope Canadian destroyer? I mean, clearly it was executed about as perfectly as you can execute it. I just, my heart jumped, man. You know what? The, the skill of the talent uh, is only governed by the imagination. Mm-hmm. And these guys have a lot of imagination and they have the abilities. Uh, you're, you're going to be fearful of that just for the nature of, Oh my God, he's not going to do that. <laughs> is wait a minute. What the, f- what the fuck is he doing? This is ridiculous. Like they do that to you. And it was an, it was one of those. Oh, like legitimate where you kind of just yeah. put your hands on your like, head. Moments. Oh my yeah. God. Like mm-hmm. this is, Man, what is wrong with them? Like, you know, it's <laughs> so many emotions run through you at that moment. Um, but they are talented enough to do that. And that is the thing that I'm not going to let somebody do something to me that they haven't done a hundred times. And the success rate is a hundred for a hundred. 
Well, because you're right about that. So much can go wrong, and I didn't feel at that moment, oh, this is dangerous because nobody practiced it, or I haven't seen it before. It was the moment, the way that it built in wrestling that made me got the holy shit moment. It was beautiful. But um, nonetheless, super entertaining. Yeah. And and Ray Phoenix is, uh, (laughs) I'm not going to put a ranking together of who I feel like is the most talented wrestlers you know, singular wrestlers in the world because it would it would require a lot of time to evaluate the talent to do that. We talked about that in another case earlier before the show started. Some dumbass put out a um, the top three hundred adult entertainers of all time. Actually, I think it was like I think it was like some some completely you know like ridiculous number like two like three seventy. Like it was wasn't even like a yeah. like an actual top three hundred. It wasn't Some even a top three hundred. It yeah. was stupid, but yeah. it would be stupid to do that in wrestling because or adult entertainment <laughs> or adult entertainment. Yeah, <laughs> be a lot of bumps taken for on both. Um, oh, don't. That's my. But I, I just, I, I I think it would be asinine to try to put a, a list right. together. But if there was one, Ray Phoenix would be up there. Yeah, like he can do so much, man. Just you know, walking the ropes and you know anything that can be done in the ring. I think I've seen him do it. I mean, he's he's special. He's very balanced. But um, they they are able to do things that they don't. To me, the element of danger goes away. Is I'm excited about the wrestling. Mm-hmm. The element of danger is not what gets me. It's the it's the story and the in in what they do in the ring that I'm like, whoa, pretty damn cool. That was exciting, you know. And mm-hmm. and 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 that's the word. The optimum word is excitement. When you go into an AEW show, you feel like, oh, this is fun. The camaraderie with all the people. But there is an excitement element. Like, when is it going to come? You know it's going to come in the show. Right. When is it going to come? But it's coming. And um, he he did that on the pay-per-view. Well, we might not be ranking Ray Phoenix or any uh, singles wrestlers, but boy, man, this tweet last night from Pro Wrestling Illustrated really gained some legs, and even more so when a very uh, famous pro wrestling journalist chimed in. But the original tweet, Mark, from Pro Wrestling Illustrated saying, AEW may just have the deepest, strongest tag team division we've seen in quite a while approaching the 80s tag team golden age levels. Listen, Mark. That uh, that was your era. That was my era. We are talking demolition. We are talking the rockers. We are talking the brain busters. We are talking uh, the Steiners, the the, the heart. I mean, the, the list goes on and on and on. But 
you know, when FTR specifically signed with AEW, I felt like AEW had the best tag team wrestling uh, roster on the planet. We're seeing incredible tag team wrestling uh, from them week in and week out. Uh, you, you look at Young Bucks, FTR, uh, Lucha Brothers. You got Omega and Page that are forming a formidable tag team. Oh, then, oh, yeah. LAX, Santana, and Ortiz, SCU, all that, right? Mark, that is some high praise from Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Uh, what are your thoughts when, when, when someone comes out and says something like that? I mean, I, I agree that we're all enjoying this, but I can't tell if it's hyperbolic or it's just, you know, great historical minds chiming in on the current situation and the landscape of tag team wrestling. Well, you know, Bully Ray says it all the time that the emphasis on tag wrestling happens everywhere else in the world and in the WWE. Uh, you can have a seriously great, well-established tag team that they'll put two guys together and beat those guys. So um, the value of the tag team division seems to be something that's more um, coveted at AEW and at New Japan. Uh, Japan, New, uh, New Japan, they'll put two guys together and beat a tag team too. So I, I guess, yeah, I guess I would have to say that that focus is at AEW. Yeah. What about specifically, though, when you bring up the golden age and you bring up the 80s? Because I want to read you what uh, those uh, guys Dave are Mel great. Well, but well, I, I think that Melson needs to back down a bit. Like, well, hold on. Well, hold on. Pro Wrestling <laughs> Illustrated was the one that originally sent the tweet out, right? Saying that they have the deepest, strongest tag team division we've seen in quite a while okay, approaching so those it wasn't levels. Meltzer. But the, well, but no, but Meltzer did chime in, and that's when it really took off. Meltzer chimed in saying, except for all Japan, no company at one time in the 80s had anything close to the Young Bucks, FTR, Omega Page, Lucha Brothers, SCU, Santana Ortiz, best friends, Jericho and Sammy, even private parts. Party, all at the same. He also left out Butcher and the Blade. Uh, but the wording there, Mark, except for All Japan, no company at one time in the 80s had anything close to the Young Bucks. Now, see, listen. That's I, a lot, I, though. That's, that's a lot of tags. It is a lot of tags. But again, and were Mark, all those guys were all those guys in one company? Uh, I don't think all well, of those guys were in one company. You named a bunch of groups that were WWF and then guys that were uh, yeah. Um, that were WCW and you have guys that were independents and you right. know, there was still territories. So guys was like floating around. Okay. You know, so let's like, do it. Let's do, let's do WWF uh, late eighties. You had demolition. You had heart foundation, of course, because obviously they, they squared off a bunch. Um, of course, the rockers, Shawn Michaels, Marty Jannetty, uh, you had brain busters for a time. Uh, Killer, bees, Killer bees, like Twin Towers. I mean, those were great. Oh, the uh, British Bulldogs. So they're they're right there. Let's just use the Bulldogs, Killer Bees, Heart Foundation, Demolition Rockers, Brainbusters going up against AEW. I mean, it's tough because we haven't got the legs out of the division yet to fully know where it's going to go. And some of those teams in WWF at the time didn't well, like you can go to WWE too. And yeah, I mean, late even 90s. you look, you look at the uh, late nineties and you had the Hardys and you had, um, um, edge and Christian, you had, uh, Bubba and Devon. You, yep. I mean, those were the principles, but pretty damn good ones. Pretty damn good <laughs> principles. That's why um, when he says not even close, where that's where, not that's even where close. it really I think that yeah. they should have prefaced that with not even close to the amount 
mm. of tax. But you can't say off prestige and um, talent that they are by far because you go through that list of all the guys at AEW and you put them against the Rockers, the Hart Foundation, just those two, and, and, and the Bulldogs. Sure. Like, who wins? The Bulldogs are going to, man, they were good. <laughs> great. We're talking Dem- all demolition? time. We're, we're talking then all you, time great. You talk about yeah. Edge and Christian against anybody in, in AEW. You, the Dudleys from ECW that. No, thank bro, you. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to take a chance. No, you know, and um, I think that it's one of those debates. They, but as far as sheer numbers, I think AEW has got everybody beat in history with how many you could put any one of those tag teams at AEW in, and it's going to be a hell of a match from butchering the blade to private party. You yeah. can put private party in there with uh, Ray Phoenix and Ortiz. I mean, uh, Pentagon and, and um, Ray right. Phoenix. Yeah. You can put, Man, it's just flip a coin. I mean, how they, they have, put they have they more put Page and Omega together, basically. Yeah, I'm just saying, yeah. like, yeah. that they have so many options. So in that regard, I think both of the guys are right. But you can't say that from a a, a, a talent standpoint that they're better. They just have more. They have an abundance of talent and the tag division. And I think that the competition of the tag division is the best that I've ever seen it. Well, that's the other thing. Yeah, and that's the other thing. Like, historically speaking, I feel like it's tough to it's tough to compare, right? Because, well, first of all, there would probably be no Young Bucks without the Rockers, right? I mean, it's, I, I, I'm just, I, at least in terms yeah, of. Sean and Janetti and, and Michael. Right. Right. There will the, be the swag, the, the, the tassels, the Midnight the, Express, the and the rock. Right. Exactly. They, they should obviously mention the Midnight Express. It's a great point. Um, but but also, like, you look at what the finisher was for the Rockers back then, right? The double elbow and all that good stuff. Great finish. I mean, the, the everything that they did. Uh, but you look at how much tag team wrestling has evolved in the last 30 years. And that can be said about professional wrestling in general. Um, in terms of the talent, the athleticism, the, the, the matches that they're putting on, it's always a, a, a tough thing to compare generations. But I think we can end on this, Mark. The fact that we are even talking about this, the fact that we are even mentioning the AEW or All Elite Wrestling's tag team division after they haven't even been a company for more than a year. They've only been here for a hot minute, and they have established they this roster. Presence. Woo! They put a precedence on yep. their tag division. And that's why FTR went there. They didn't go there with because they wanted to go and recreate the wheel. They knew that they valued the tag division. And you're gonna say, hey man, we we'll 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 do the Pepsi challenge with any of your guys. <laughs> so you pay us, you bring us in. We're going to make that division even better. And they did. 
like they've solidified the fact that they have a legitimate tag division. You, I mean, of course, the only one that you could really say is Kenny Omega um, being put together. Um, God, why am I drawing a blank? Hangman? Hangman Page. Putting those guys together, they're the only yeah. ones that's just like you put two guys together and throw them in there. You know, everybody else is legitimate tags. So I got to say, uh, with the sheer numbers, you know, what, what is right that? There, yeah. Seven tag teams? And you don't even throw Butcher and the Blade in, who I think are doing great work. Yeah. Man, that's a lot I of mean, freaking tags, that's a Mark. a lot of tags. Yeah. And, and none of them are weak. None of them are job guys. You know, I remember when Crash Holly and, and Bob Holly, they put them together. You knew they weren't going to win the titles. Yeah, yeah. Not against the elites. You know, you go to, you know, ECW, nobody was going to beat the Dudleys. And when the Dudleys came to WWF or WWE, and right away they went with Edge and Christian, mm-hmm. and then they went with the Hardys. Now you had three legitimate. They are tag teams, legends, legendary tag teams from yep. different genres, different brands. You know, a decade of wrestling together, a piece. And they were able to create something that did not exist in pro wrestling. How many people can say, yeah, I created that, TLC? Mm. You mean, I'm I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say that you're better. I'm just saying you have an abundance of numbers that uh, are really, really good. But, man, you'd be hard-pressed to find any error where you're going to rival TLC time because mm. there were, there were tags that were, um, there were tags that were really good that I would, I mean, when I say really good, I mean like Shawn Michaels for Christ's sake <laughs> in a tag with Marta Jannetty. And I still don't think that they could top those three guys, those yeah. three tags. So, I mean, you know, Well, let's, let's look at it this way, Mark. We talk about the golden age of the late 80s, early 90s, right? Oh, come on. Road Warriors, uh, my favorite tag team ever. I think in my opinion, probably, I mean, they are from Chicago, so I'm a little biased, but the greatest tag team uh, of all time, either way, uh, it goes in spurts, right, Mark? We just talked about the era of the golden age or the golden era. And then you, you talk about 99, 2000, 2001. There has been a gap since then to where, to where tag team wrestling really meant something. But it is back, and I feel like, to a large extent, Mark, I, I, I hope I'm not off here being too hyperbolic, but an entirely new generation of pro wrestling fans that are being introduced to just how badass, right, tag team wrestling can yeah. be? There you well, go. I, I think that this is, this is a time for anybody that's a fan of tag wrestling, like, watch AEW because they have a lot of them. <laughs> they if do. You, and if t- you <laughs> are into it, that is the brand to watch. 
Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.